0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I pray and hope that you are well today. Can we especially greet those of you that are joining us online and pray and hope that on this celebration of communion of our All Saints Day, as well as welcoming those into membership, that you would feel blessed and part of our gathering. Before we begin our service, I want to show you the red book. This red book sits at the end of every single aisle, and if you could please fill it in, it would really help us understand who's here and um, how we can stay in touch with you. Friends, as we gather in worship today, today is a very special service in the life of our church because it is a time where we remember together our loved ones and those that we have lost. And we join together in communion, in the celebration of the gift of God's love, and we receive others into membership. So it's going to be a good, wonderful time of joy and a very sacred moment together. And so I welcome you to the service and pray that God would touch you by His presence and by His healing. So let us begin as we reflect on what it means to gather in the spaces of our grief and of communion. We meet today to remember those we have known and loved who have died, to renew our trust and confidence in Christ, and to pray that together we may be one in Him, through whom we offer. Our praise to the Father. As a father cares for his children, so the Lord cares for those who fear him. For he himself knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are but dust. Our days are like grass. We flourish like a flower in the field. When the wind goes over it, it is gone, and its place shall know it no more. But the merciful goodness of the Lord endures forever, and those who fear him and his righteousness is on our children's children. Let us pray together. I invite you to pray with me as we say together, Healing God, we come to you today acknowledging that this has been a painful year, a year in which so much was lost. A year of grief in which we too may have cried out the same words of Jesus and the psalmist of, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet we also acknowledge, almighty God, that in our crying out, we are still calling out for you to save us, to heal us, to provide a balm for our broken and our wounded hearts. Today we come to you for comfort and healing as we boldly proclaim together the promise of the resurrection in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Comfort us in our grief and remind us that your communion table stretches from the church altar to the communion of saints. Open our hearts and our lips to speak once more of your hope that always exists, always perseveres, and always conquers darkness, even on our hardest of days. Remind us of the gift of the body of Christ as we warm together corporately in this place and across the conference. Heal us, Lord, so that we may be in the name of our Amen. Amen. And so we come to a time of <coughs> worship. We have come to remember to worship the God of our mothers and fathers. fathers. We have come to remember God's benefits to us, the living, to, to respond, respond in, in thanksgiving to the, the mighty works of God in our lives. lives. We <coughs> have come to affirm our trust in the God of all futures, to whose name be blessing and honor, glory and power for ever and ever. Amen. Would you stand, please?
1: I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. So many things happen in the house of the Lord. There's worship, there's praising God, there's hand clapping, there's feet tapping, there's dancing, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens. So be a part of all that stuff. Leave your home, bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Is that amen?
0: Render it all to you, Heavenly Father. There is nothing impossible for you.
1: To Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Can we sing that part one more time?
2: We are. Let's remember that. We're standing on holy ground each and every time we come into our sanctuary together as one. Amen? I'll ask that you um, come with me in prayer at this time. Just silence your hearts and, and go to God in prayer. Our gracious, gracious God and Father, Today, we bow our hearts and souls, our bodies and our busyness and come to you in quiet prayer as we worship you for all that you have created, all that you are to us. Your daily provision just brings us literally to our knees in wonder. How could it be that you would love us so deeply even in our human weakness as we struggle with the steps we truly must go through to become more like Jesus as we take the symbolic body and blood of Jesus Christ let it be a gesture of our commitment to be disciples who would walk in his way there are many who are sick today father you know exactly who they are both physically as well as spiritually we lift them to you now There are those who have not found freedom or justice for themselves or their families. We lift them to you now, Father. Many of your children are hungry and need food provision, dear Lord. We pray for each of them. Many are either awaiting diagnoses or have gotten really difficult news We lift them up, Father, we name them now and ask that they would stay close to you, having you at their side, that you might give them strength. Empower them to be brave because of you and your beautiful promises. And Lord, some among us have lost loved ones. Honor and bless them as they rest in you today. We thank you for the gift of prayer, O Father, for it is you who has called us to pray often that in these prayers we may build a working relationship, heart to heart, soul meeting soul and beyond. Forgive us when we slight you, Father, for we who are in the world get so distracted, anxious over life and self-centered. Convict us to want better each and every day. We need this peace which can only come from you and yet we rarely quiet ourselves long enough to actually hear your quiet whispers or feel your gentle touch upon our souls. It is my prayer this morning that we as a church would believe in prayer solidly, not because it has this innate power but because you've brought us into direct relationship through it, that by your spirit, we are never, ever alone. Let us believe that often the best thing we can do is not to act first, but to pray first. Let prayer be our first instinct rather than our last resort. And let it be instrumental rather than supplemental to all that we are and all that we do help us too to see and celebrate answers to prayer help us to share those father we here at new horizon are on fire with the holy spirit and have seen so many prayers answered in this new season we thank you for these answered prayers continue to give us confidence that our prayers matter not because we have found the right formula and not because we have said just the right words but because we know God and are known by God. Let us pray boldly let us pray confidently and let us pray constantly let us literally storm the gates of heaven through prayer On this very day, we lift and recognize all those who went before us. We pray for the saints who are with you now, serving from above, that they too hear our prayers of thankfulness for their godly work when they were here among us. We remember them now, Father God. Bless each who await a reunion in heaven with those who came before them to show the way, the truth and the light. That though love grieves, so too shall it have promise because of you and your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
0: We continue now in worship as we sing together a hymn as we prepare ourselves for the calling of the name. Would you remain seated, please? Let us be silent for a few moments. Amen. We give you thanks, O God, for every saint who ever worshipped you, whether in brush, arbors, or cathedrals, whether in weathered wooden churches or crumbling cement meeting houses, where your name, was lifted and adored. Where your scriptures were studied and your people served, we give you thanks, O oh God, for centuries of hands in service, hands that are groomed, hands that are stained with grease of soil, young hands, hands marked with age, holy hands of every shade raised in praise. Serving hands that cooked, hammered, and held, we give you thanks, O oh God, for hard-working saints, with a hard-hatted or steel-booted, head-raged or aproned, blue-collared or three-piece suited. They ministered on the earth for you, for us, for our children to come. We give you thanks, O God, for saints in a season of pandemic, family and friends, whose love was taken from us too soon. Caregivers of every kind, who poured out safety before theirs, employers and landlords who gave us steady wages and roofs over our heads, cooks and drivers that kept us fed and stocked. So in gratitude for the gifts of these saints, we take a moment now to name them before you and the body of Christ, claiming their lives as a gift to the church. We name Iceland Nicholson. James Rose. Ed Glover. Joanne Piercy. Reverend Alfred Alphonse. David Burt, Midge Morristell. Today we also light a candle for all the saints who have been lost in this community and in years past, and all those that are on our hearts today. Let us be silent. Our weeping is seen, our hearts are known. You come to love us in this moment. We thank you, God, for our grief that holds us with those we have loved and lost. We thank you that you love us, even in our weeping, that you weep with us. Amen. Amen. And so let us all say together, thank you, God, for the The sacrifices sacrifices made by by those who have gone before us. us. May we walk wisely in the examples of faith, faith, dedication, worship, and love. We commit to continue their legacy of walking in the way. May new generations find us worthy to be called saints in your kingdom. In the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, we will now receive the offering. And as we do, I invite you in the offering to put in your pledge cards, if you have brought those, if you have wanted to pledge and you're looking for a card, we do have cards available in the front. We just want to thank you for your generosity, those received on Sundays and those received throughout the week. And so let us pray together. Oh God, we thank you for these gifts, for the ministry that they will bring, for the love that they will share. We pray, God, that we will always be wise in what you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's continue in worship as we stand together. take a seat. Friends, today our scripture comes from the book of Hebrews. We're reading from chapter 12 and just two verses of that letter from chapter 12. So then, let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's throw off any extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up and fix our eyes on Jesus, faith's pioneer and perfecter. He endured the cross, ignoring the shame for the sake of the joy that was laid out in front of him. And he sat down at the right side of God's throne. Thanks be to God for his words today. So this morning as we come to honor this very sacred day, a day where we hold the invitation to mourn together, I'd like to say three things. So I just want everyone to relax, because I know you want to be out of here in an hour, and that's just not going to (laughs) happen. So, In case you were wondering if there is a game to watch, and I know I'm not going to say a match to play because I'll be wrong,
1: we're
0: going to play overtime today, okay? so just chill because we need to honor that space. I just re- take a deep breath, we could do some breathing exercises, we're going to survive probably 10 past 11, okay. So friends, there are three things that I'd like to say, firstly. We are invited to be surrounded by others and to be seen. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes we don't want to be really seen. And the one place we don't want to be seen is in our grief. The one place that we actually want to be left alone is in our pain. So often grief is the place of real agony. And the thing that that makes us different as Christians is that this particular passage and the journey of our faith calls us to be together in our mourning, to be together in our grief, to be surrounded and to be seen. How many of you do the ugly cry? (laughs) No, no. When I cry, it's an ugly cry. There is, it's, it, comes from, it comes from places that I cannot actually control. And the truth is, we do not want to be seen in that place, and yet the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ calls us in agony and in pain to be surrounded in that moment. So that's what today is about. It is an invitation to grieve together, to allow one another into that very sacred, sacred place. Because it is in that place that we realize that we are deeply connected to God. If we have an imagination of a God that was omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing, but the truth is we actually do have an image of a God, who came in flesh and form and suffered on the cross, a bleeding, pierced, broken, giving completely of himself image of God. And so that's what we're called to. In the agony of our grief, in the loneliness, in the isolation of the pain of our grief, we are called to gather together. It is the place we are called into communion with one another where we break down the barriers, where where we are prepared to be seen, maybe even in our shame, in our pain, and in our brokenness. It is in our grieving that we actually get to celebrate the beloved person that we have lost. So that's what we call today, the sacred space where we get to celebrate the one that we have loved and lost. Now, it might have just been over these past 12 months. It might have been 20 years ago. But right now, we hold the blessing of the invitation to mourn together I want to read to you experts of Jan Richardson. She is a a minister up in Florida. Many of you know her. Many of you might have already been to some of her retreats. and, And it is in the agony of her own personal loss that she writes so magnificently. And I want to read just parts of an enduring blessing that she brings to us today, which says to us, what I really want to tell you is to lay this blessing on your forehead, the blessing of the one that you have loved and lost. Lay the blessing of their, li- of their lives on your heart. Let it rest in the palm of your hand, because there's hardly anything this blessing could say, any word it could offer to fill the hollow. Let this blessing work its way into you with its lines that hold nearly unspeakable lament. Let the blessing settle into you with its hope more ancient than knowing. Hear how this blessing has come along, how it echoes with the voices of those who accompany you, how it attends to you in every moment, who continually whisper the blessing to you. Hear how they do not cease to walk with you, even when the dark is deepest. Hear how they encompass you always, Breathing this blessing to you. Bearing the blessing to you still. And so we are called as Christians to surround ourselves with the saints of those that we have loved and who have gone before us. And so let's take that blessing into the entire day today. This cloud of witnesses that carries us through our deepest agony and mourning. The second thing I'd like to speak about today is to invite you to grieve fully and fearlessly and to find joy in that place. One of the things that we have found, particularly in Western culture, is this pressure to get over your grief. Quickly now. You know, you need to quickly get over your, you mean you're still not over it? You know, we, we have a temptation to grieve quickly in grief. But really the scriptures invite us to fully grieve. We have so many examples of our grieving journey. But really, the one thing, if I can lay anything at your feet today, is do not rush your grieving journey. You do not have to be over your loved one. In fact, you are never over your loved one. But our grief is a grieving journey for us to be fearless in our journey. Sometimes grief is difficult because, in fact, it takes our breath away. We struggle with grief because we cannot literally breathe. We don't know how to breathe in the places of our grief, and we have have incredible wisdom that has been passed down to us from generation to generation. And I want to speak about St. John of the Cross. Many of you have heard of the dark night of the soul. In the 16th century, he wrote a piece of poetry where he speaks about the dark night of the soul, and he was really trying to put words to grief. Part of what we do when we grieve is we try and put words to our grief. We try and put timelines to our grief. We try and make it linear. We try and make it step one, step two, step three. But what we discover really about our grief is it is a deep inward journey, both corporately and individually. But I want to speak a little bit about what St. John of the Cross spoke about. He said, Death, And our grief are designed to move us closer to enlightenment and we must honor that movement by allowing ourselves to experience the death that it actually births in us at times the dark night of the soul we do not only grieve our loved ones that we have lost that have died but we often grieve deep relationships. Some of us are grieving the loss of a friend, of a son, or a daughter. Some some relationship that has broken down. Some of us are grieving the loss of a job where we no longer fulfill what we used to do every single day. Some of us are, are grieving the loss of divorce. In some senses, there is almost always a place that we are grieving something. And so somehow the journey of grief is into our deepest humanity. At times, as John of the Cross explains, it feels as if in our grief we are wandering and we are lost, wandering in the desert. It feels as if at times in our grief that certain spiritual practices no longer satisfy us. We don't often speak about our grief. We sometimes hide these experiences, but they are common to all. That the very things that brought us joy no longer do. Sometimes in our grief we are called to places of letting go and surrender Sometimes in our grief, we are called to look at what we thought was was relevant and what is no longer relevant to us. What old identities we have to let go. What old attachments we have to release. The truth about grief is it is a sacred disintegration. You know, Jesus was trying to prepare his disciples for their journey of grief when he said, the first shall be lost they wanted to know about how they could climb these great ladders and ascend power and he said the least will lead so they really at the essence of the message of the gospel is a story of grief And we ask ourselves, where do we find God in the midst of the diagnosis of an illness that threatens our whole being or a relationship that has been shattered and destroyed and there can be nothing that brings it together or of a death of of our loved one that really we do not want to carry on. It really is an invitation to the center of the gospel. We love to state that passage that Jesus wept. And the truth is, Jesus weeps in our grieving. And we are invited to let him in. And so the thing I'd like to finally speak about today is our grieving journey is one that calls us to resurrection. You see, the gift of the gospel is we are not left in the tomb. We are not left in the tomb. On the third day, Jesus raised from death to life. And we are not left in the tomb. Our grieving journey is not the full stop. It is not the declaration of our lives. But we are forced into an imagination of resurrection. We lit the candles today and we remembered our loved ones, but we will close our service by receiving communion, which really is a symbol that it doesn't end in the tomb. But the broken body and the blood of Jesus Christ calls us to be a people of resurrection. So what does grief do to us? Number one, it awakens our conversion. Every grief that we experience, every broken relationship, every shattered dream has the potential to awaken our conversion. No conversion in life is ever simple. The best path is the hardest path. Grief can awaken our conversion. The second thing is that grief can invite us into the depths of our souls... Many of you, you know, we all, we're not Catholics, I know, but we, we've all heard the word purgatory, right? We all know about purgatory. And, and there is a sense that, that many times our grief journey is the one that where we purge ourselves, where we actually are invited into our true selves. It is the one place, grief is the one thing that can take us into our true essential selves, where in fact there are no more masks. There's no more pretense. There is nothing like grief, real loss, that can take us to our true selves. So I pray that your grieving journey will awaken your true self. The third thing is that our journey of grief can be an illumination. It can brighten the path. The one thing we do is we light the Christ candle, for we have found the light. Allow your grief to be a light to you. Allow your tears to show you the path. The fourth thing is really to be surrendered. This is, I think, the place that we struggle the most, but yet it is the place where Jesus, just before he dies, he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. It's really when we get to that place where we can truly just let go, that we can finally find union with God. So may I say to you today, your grief is sacred. Your grief is the place of deep awakening and conversion where the illumination of God's presence can take you to your true self and actually help you to discover a surrender that you never imagined possible. The one and final thing that we see is that when Jesus ends his life on earth, he accepts his loss, he accepts the tragedy, and then he balances everything by forgiving everything always. There is nothing on earth like grief to transform us. There is nothing more agonizing than grief. And we've all experienced a level of grief in the last 12 months. And together we say, God, surround us with your presence so that we can grieve and discover resurrection. Let us pray together. For we are not alone. But right now we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Where every tear we have shed is held. Where every agony we have refused to acknowledge is released. Where every pain is known. Where every hopelessness finds hope. And so in our grieving today, God... Surround us with a love that heals our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, now we come to a moment to celebrate together, and we will celebrate in membership, and then we will move straight into communion. And so I'm inviting those that are coming forward to be received into membership, Angelo, Danilo, Candace, and Claudia, to please come forward. If you'll please join me here at the front. So thank you so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down here. So friends, it is wonderful to receive people into membership. Now I know many of you have already worshipped here for quite some time, but I'm going to ask you to turn around and just, just face the camera over here because now we can get to, to celebrate and to see you. And so we are going to answer a couple of questions as they answer some questions. And so I ask you, do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? We do. And then will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these individuals now before you in your care? and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround them with a community of love and forgiveness, that they may grow in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Now it is our joy to welcome our new sisters and brother in Christ. Danilo, may you experience God's grace and the wonder of God's presence here. Candace, may you know God's love as you minister and serve amongst us. Claudia, we are so grateful that you are out of hospital and that you are with us today, and we welcome you and your ministry into this place. And so, friends, as we say this together... Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation, United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the Church. By our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Yay! (laughs) Yay! I extend the right hand of fellowship to you. Bless you. And you want to grab your seats. We'll give them a round of applause as they take their seats. Is that okay? Thank you. So friends, we are now going to prepare ourselves for communion. Um, Really, it is an invitation in our grief to celebrate resurrection. So the children are going to join us in a little while, um, because I know that changes the energy of the room in in, in the the minute. So... um, did somebody text him?
2: Yes. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> okay, good. All right. I'm going to... The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
1: It is right to
0: Let us pray together. Lord God, we know that this moment is sacred. You gathered your disciples before you went to Jerusalem. You prepared them for your death. And as you fed them, you broke bread and you called them to receive in brokenness healing. You lifted the cup And you call them to see in your blood a new covenant. And so for thousands of years, we have been gathering at tables like this, breaking bread and drinking your cup, knowing that in this place is the gift and the mystery of resurrection. So we pray, God, that as we come to this table today, you would bless us as we practice resurrection. And so friends, today we receive the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ, who when he was with his disciples, broke it and said, take and eat, this is my body, broken for you. After supper, he lifted the cup and he said, this is a sign of the new covenant, of my blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. He calls you and I to eat and drink and practice the gift of resurrection. Friends, we invite those that are going to be um, serving communion with us, if they will please come forward. We'll invite you to come up. come up and receive Communion, we will try and serve Communion to the various groups of people that sit. We ask you to receive communion as a gift of God's love, as a reminder that we are surrounded by God's love today. We have communion for you. We have different ways of receiving communion. We have in tincture. We do have a gluten-free communion. We have the small cut bread with the little cups. And then in the front here, we have the wrapped communion. We invite you to receive whichever way, celebrates with you and is a gift to you today. Come and draw near in faith. I'm now going to speak to those that are online. We invite you now, if you are online receiving communion. Maybe you've already have your communion with you, We invite you to take, perhaps you by yourself, share with those that are around you, eat and feast and know that God is with you. Maybe you haven't gotten ready yet or organized, but just go and get even water and some bread. Just receive this moment as a gift, allowing God to minister to you. We take and we eat, and we are reminded that we are not alone, never left nor forsaken. So celebrate and experience the healing of all that you have loved and those that you have lost. May God's presence be with you now. Receive communion, Luella. Well, okay. We're going to see you right now. Thank you, Mr. Luella. Thank you. Anyone else that we didn't get to? So let us pray together. Oh God, we thank you that we have touched and tasted just these tiny symbols of your resurrection love, of your sacrificial love, of your unending grace. May we live through our grief into resurrection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, to those whose names we called and read today, we will be giving you the candle and the cross as a symbol to go with you today. So please don't leave without that. We're going to finish our service with a time of celebration as we stand together and sing, Be Glorified. Let's stand together. Love of God and in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you completely. Please join us if you can for some refreshments in the mission building, and we look forward to seeing you in the coming week. God bless.